Welcome everyone to another episode of the Charity Charge Show. Sitting across from me is AJ Garcia Rameau, who's the director of the Ventana Ballet here in Austin, Texas. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting AJ and the rest of her cast and crew at the, of the ballet a couple of weeks ago um, during East Austin Studio Tour. But at any rate, I'm sitting down across from me. Uh, AJ, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you know, for people listening in, you know, I really was excited to do this episode with you and appreciate you setting aside some time. Um, the more and more that you know, I'm out and about in the community here in Austin and nationally, just interacting with a lot of different organizations, nonprofits, et cetera. Um, it's so interesting for me what I'm starting to learn about kind of the art side of, of the nonprofit world and just what's out there in general. So you were telling me a moment ago a little bit about the Ventana Ballet and that also um, where you sit kind of underneath of uh, a parent group. You mind just mentioning a little bit about what's Ventana and, and kind of your role in the community? Sure, um, so Ventana Ballet is a contemporary ballet dance company in Austin. Um, professionals and we just started about a year ago in like September of 2018. Um, we are a sponsor project of the Austin Creative Alliance who is our 501c3 nonprofit parent. Um, we're working towards our own 501c3 and that should come within the next year or so um, so that we can be our own nonprofit. Um, we put on a lot of shows around town most of them are immersive so we have our immersive uh, Dracula performance at the Spider House Cafe down the road. Uh, we have our immersive Nutcracker show called The Watchmaker Song, which is upcoming next week at the Neil Cochran Museum. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's when we met you guys at the East Austin Studio Tour. We were kind of practicing for that and doing our photo shoot. <laughs> I can't wait. No, it's so cool. Yeah, it's all the be stuff fun. you're doing. You know, I'm curious, my perspective, um, I have my own opinion, of course, which I'll share about the arts in general and kind of the more, again, that I get exposed to nonprofits in all different um, sectors and cause areas, but what 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 drew you to this, and what do you think your contribution is, so to speak, to the community by by running the Ventana Ballet? Um, what drew me to creating this group was a lot of us are freelance professional dancers, which means we kind of hop from one contract to another. Um, we take class together. It's called the Austin Community Ballet. We do that here at First Street Studio, and it's kind of a conglomerate of like just bunch of professionals taking class, doing different gigs. I said, wouldn't it be cool if we kind of all got together and put, you know, a company together. Also short contracts. So we do like a casting workshop um, a couple weeks before the show. And then we spend like a very concentrated amount of time, a couple weeks or so, just prepping that show. Um, so, you know, the, the goal is to give artists opportunities to pay them well, which is unfortunately not the case mostly in, uh, in the dance world. Um, and to be respectful of their time. So our rehearsals are like very compact, very efficient, very short. Um, and to put good quality, this is the other part, it's to put good quality dance performance out there in the community at lower ticket prices than you would maybe be accustomed to at a larger theater. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why we focus on like a lot of more immersive shows to give more accessibility to other audiences who may otherwise not be interested in the hoopla of going to the theater and the par parking the car and all, all that stuff which is great, but our kind of focus is more like the community and maybe like those who are interested in like experiential type experiences and maybe not necessarily in a two hour production in the theater. For me, I'm curious your kind of take on this, you know, cause I'm only A, just getting initially exposed to 
to you and Ventana, um, and I don't know a ton about just ballet in general, but when I sat down while you all were practicing or you know rehearsing, so to speak, um, a couple of weeks ago, something that I've really started to appreciate about the arts, and I had the opportunity, um, shout out to Russ Briscoe, a Charity Charge card holder and good friend of mine who took me to the um, Austin Opera um, a few weeks ago as well. Something that I've started to really appreciate personally about the arts and see their value in the call what you want, like nonprofit world, is it's giving me like a refreshing break from the day-to-day -day life mm. and being able to have a place where there's some peace and quiet and focus on just the performance or what's happening right in front of me. And I found that personally for me, it's just a very like almost therapeutic place with just all the noise that we have, you know, in the day-to-day -day of everything that's happening with us. So as I kind of share that with you, I know that you are actually, and we'll get into it, you grew up in this, or obviously you've been at it for a long time to hone your craft. But when you think about it from that perspective, I mean, what do you, what do you think or what do you hear from the patrons, you know, that have, uh, that are buying tickets and coming to see it? Like, what do you think is motivating them to want to be there? I would say, so our target audience is typically adults who are looking for a night out or, you know, something different to do. Um, also given how society works these days, people don't really want to sit still for that long. So we do kind of like snippets here and there. We'll do a show that definitely has like a bar included so people can have their cocktails with them. Um, Is and there then a bar kind of, at the sh show I'm oh, going to? Always. Awesome. We'll always have a bar at our shows. Sweet. Um, it's just kind of nice so people can feel more relaxed. Um, and then, you know, sometimes like for our upcoming show, we'll have some audience involvement, you know, if, if they're interested, some, interact some interaction and... Um, people will get to get up and move. They don't have to be seated the whole time. So it should be kind of a fun experience for the audience. And a lot of the feedback we've gotten is like, hey, we're really glad that, you know, first of all, it wasn't that long. It was really you know, exciting to watch the dancers do the immersive stuff and also the stage stuff. Um, and it was kind of nice that we experienced, you know, laughter and a little bit of other emotions and people kind of liked that aspect of it, especially the Halloween show. There was a little bit of like, oh, we were a little scared for a moment. So that was kind of a nice <laughs> feedback. That's awesome. I mean, I think for people listening and just my perspective too, like the takeaway is I really appreciate the um, creativity that you're placing on um, the thematic like types of shows that you're doing, whether it's like for the Halloween or it's Nutcracker, it's like, you know, kind of relative to the season, but then also taking this notion of how do we make it a little bit more um, accessible and mm -hmm dare I say, like pretentious. I mean, I think in my mind, being an outsider to the ballet world, I'm almost intimidated by like this notion of going to the ballet, but just walking in and being able to see, you know, what you were putting on during the East Austin studio tour, it was just fun and it was cool. And obviously I could tell the personality was right on and open-minded. <laughs> I think that uh, you took a uh, playlist request and you put on, uh, uh, Faris, big girls don't cry oh, yeah. for us. So thank you so much. But, oh yeah, it's you know, right fun. away I, I just got a different vibe from this, um, which I think is something important to always kind of um, something that I that you've taught me and I really appreciate is um, opening my mind um, to have new possibilities about um, pre-existing like thoughts or notions that I had. And so it's just so cool that like in my mind, I had this whole notion about how pretentious ballet is or would be or inaccessible to me because I don't know much about it. And then 
here we are, it's cool. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's ex exactly our goal. I mean, um, ballerinas spend a lot of their time training and it becomes a very specific honed art. And um, sometimes when you get so into your art, it, it can seem a little bit like there's a boundary. And we're trying to break that boundary between us and the audience so that, yeah, it is a fun time. It's always nice to connect with those who are there to be with you and to have the experience with you. So yeah, accessibility is our number one thing. Um, we do have a theater show. We usually do it in the spring. This year we might do it in the summer. We're still figuring out the theater situation. But um, in addition to our immersive performances, we do also have the theater things because at the end of the day, we do love a good expansive space to do the big steps. So. Whoever we can pull in for the immersive shows, we always invite them also to, um, like last year, our, our show was at the Mexican-American Cultural Center. Oh, wow. Sure. Right off of Rainy Street. Absolutely. So it was well, like, I lived perfect. the building over from there for <laughs> oh, five that's years. Awesome. Yep. I love that yeah. space, yeah, because yeah. it's like right there on Rainy Street, and you can like go to a quick show, like listen to some live music, because we always have musicians, and then like go out afterwards, which is so fun. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. No, I love that. Talk to me, talk to us a little bit about um, how did you, yourself get involved with ballet and ha at how early of an age did you start oh, man. Um, and where are you from because I can tell that you're not from Austin I I've yeah. been here for 10 <laughs> years but there's no well, chance I, I was born in Houston okay um, and I lived there until I was 18 came here for school at UT and then uh, I went up to Philly for a while um, to live there nice and then I, I was I like I gotta get Baltimore. back to Austin oh nice mm -hmm. up on the east coast yep got some family there yeah, I just always wanted to get back to Austin after I was in school here. I was like, I never got to experience it, so sure, I get out of that school bubble. <laughs> That's awesome. So was but, it in was it in Houston that you originally started? Yes. So ballet? I started training there in West Houston uh -huh. at the Houston Academy of Dance, um, which at the time had a bunch of Houston ballet artists that were coming to teach us. So we learned a little bit of their curriculum, kind of offhand. And then when I moved to Austin, I danced for the Austin Classical Ballet which at the time was a resident company of the Austin School of Classical Ballet, which is still in session here in Austin, um, which is more like a Russian method. Mm. So that's kind of like my training, I guess. And, and of course, as we all do, we go to summer intensives, which is just like a big workshop you do in summertime. Up in New York, Chicago, you have these like big city type companies. Um, but yeah, I think I started when I was like age five or something. That's, that's pretty common. We have some dancers in the company who are stunning, um, who started at like a much later age when they were teenagers. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the person and their training regimen. That's great. And their gumption. <laughs> and then what are some of the things, I mean, for people listening that, that um, are curious, kind of your role as director, what are some of the things that you are responsible for doing, you know, in uh, terms of... That's a loaded question. <laughs> yes. Well, only because, so we just began last year. Um, and we're not a full nonprofit yet, so we don't actually have like a full-on board. We're still working on getting that together. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a, an advisory board currently, but it's not um, up to nonprofit status yet. Um, but as a director, I guess I wear all the hats right now. And the funny thing is, so I have an engineering degree, so I have a little bit of this is understanding. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. I a little bit understand the business side, but when it comes to like social media, I feel like that's the number one challenge I have is trying to figure out how to operate Instagram. <laughs> you guys so, do a pretty good job. Oh, thanks. I think so. Yeah, we followed you, so. you shared the story. We're, we're everyone's trying to get better, but I mean, I think for you, you have such a great, um, just Ventana in general, I mean, such a great, like you're constantly producing content, whether it's, you know, during practice sessions mm -hmm. or it's the actual performances themselves. 
I get a lot of help from the dancers too because a lot of them are more well versed. Some of them are, you know, have like marketing degrees mm -hmm. and PR, and um, so they're much more well versed in that arena. So, for me, a personal challenge. I know I'm the kind of like do do do, you know, get it all done kind of personality, and uh, it's been a personal That's challenge. That's why you followed up with me. I can see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I. Uh, it's, it's been a personal challenge to kind of like delegate things, you know, realize like this is not my area of expertise, so I'm gonna ask this person to do it. And that's been kind of nice to kind of start developing our team and like put out like a five year plan. We're starting to get it together, which is kind of cool. Well, I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. First I year mean, proof of concept, I feel like was a good success. Well, that's amazing. You literally took the words out of my mouth sincerely because I think that. Um, you can always build scale and structure around something once you have the actual product. Um, and yours is, are the, is your, your team here and your you know, performers, so to speak. And then the fact that you're producing these shows. Thanks. So yeah, that's step one. Like if you don't have that, all the other things don't matter, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And I think a lot of people, and part of my learning curve too and running Charity Charge and just also seen and interacting with a lot of different nonprofit organizations. I mean, you really want to hone in on what your um, product or service is and get a lot of feedback and iterate and make that great. Mm -hmm. And then you can think about the other aspects of marketing it, like you're talking about social media yeah. or just like other iterations that you can do and mm -hmm. structure and all of that. And the other thing that I'd say to you, which I think is a really good, try to always think about, you know, that there may be other people listening to this that want to start a nonprofit. I think that the route that you took, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, effectively being um, under the fiscal sponsorship of, of a parent nonprofit organization is super smart, you know, because you can then spin out, like you're saying your ambitions are to become your own 501c3, but it can um, save you upfront, you know, kind of all the paperwork and minutia and kind of legalese yeah, of exactly getting right. a nonprofit up and Insurance running. Insurance too. That's one of the things that they provide us as parent company. Sure. And just you like need that. When you wear so many hats, there are just some things you just don't have the time for and having a fiscal sponsor has been really great to kind of help us focus on the art, help us focus on getting a follower, a following audience. So one of the groups, time. <laughs> one of our, one of our clients that we work with and I'm close with, um, is Global Impact, and they oh, cool. they provide fiscal sponsorship for a lot of nonprofits, and it's a really really great model. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here on it, but I just think that um, it can allow people that have some sort of passion for a mission or cause to be able to get started um, validating their premise for whatever organization they would want to start. You can yeah. basically do it underneath. Um, an organization that would be a fiscal sponsor. So, and generally, again, for anyone, I mean, while there's, um, correct me if I'm wrong, tell me again the name of the organization. Austin Creative Alliance. So while there's Austin Creative Alliance here, there's also Austin Community Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, then there's organizations like Global Impact that can do it on a national level or, you know, whatever city you, you live in, if you just Google like the name of your city and fiscal sponsorship for nonprofits, you'll probably find um, parent organizations that right. you can be under their umbrella. So well, and I think that also if you're an existing 501c3, you can apply for some extra thing and become a fiscal sponsor of anybody. Which Sweet. Is cool. So maybe you'll give back. Maybe once yeah, you get one day, yours, that would be you'll, super cool. You'll go and do that. Yeah. No, that's really cool. That's awesome. Let me ask if people wanted to. I know obviously in a sense there's an earned revenue like 
people buy tickets for the shows and all. Can people donate to your fiscal sponsor and then those funds oh, go yeah. to support you? Absolutely. You so, want to talk about where people could find that or how yeah, people sure. could donate if they I were mean, interested? Tickets, you know, so this is another question that is good to address. So, like, we have two competing goals financially. You know, one is paying the artists well. Like, that's our number one priority. And two, keeping ticket prices low enough that we don't ostracize anybody as an audience member. So, you know, with those two things in mind, profiting is not a huge um, thing right now because we're just trying to, you know, stay even and keep everybody, you know, well paid and whatnot. So um, we do rely heavily on sponsors and donors to help us get the next show started, get costumes, uh, get theater rentals, things like that. Um, so if someone does require a tax deductible um, or a tax deduction on their donation, they can provide that donation to Austin Creative Alliance and then they'll dog ear that for us. Um, if they don't require a tax deduction, then we have a PayPal account that, or Venmo, people are welcome to. Sweet, what's the Venmo? Ventana Ballet. Wow, at Ventana Ballet on yep. Venmo, or mm -hmm. you can go to Austin Creative Alliance dot org and donate there. Yep. And then you have a website as well. Yes, that which is, is uh, VentanaBallet.com. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and I'm just really excited to do this kind of short and sweet episode with you. But again, I, I, you know, to anyone that's, you know, in the Austin area, um, I recommend you check out the Ventana Ballet, VentanaBallet.com or look for, you know, local ballet companies, you know, in your local city. Um, I've personally really found this to be just a very accessible way to get uh, a 33 something year old into ballet for the first time. Yeah, so it's awesome. super cool. That's I really appreciate it. Great. That's great feedback. Cause that's our goal is to introduce people who have not otherwise been exposed to it and be like, Hey, it's fun. Join us. I love it. It's so great. Well, thank you so much, for AJ, us, for being on this episode of the Charity Charge Show. I think that, um, you know, this has been such a joy doing the podcast and the feedback's been great. So I want to give uh, a shout out on this episode uh, to Brenda from the Abundant Life Foundation. You really made my whole month last month when you told me that you were listening to the podcast and loved every episode. And we love you guys so much at Abundant Life Foundation. So shout out to Brenda, Michelle, David, and the whole rest of the team um, there. And uh, look forward to doing this. So stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks.